OG Ananobi has been traded to the New York Knicks. OG Ananobi pressures the Chua of Alki Flynn, go to the Knicks in exchange for RJ Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, and a 2024 second round draft pick. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Raptors NBA podcast. We are your hosts, Alex Drobin and Andy Redding. We've been on a bit of a hiatus. We were both taking a bit of time during this holiday season. Now we are back with a bang because OG has been traded. We've been talking about OG being traded for the last three weeks, a month. Here to break it down, me, Andy, we're bringing on our guy, Dan Smith. Big, huge Raptors fan, knows what he's talking about. We'll bring him on to get his insights on the trade. Andy, what are your first thoughts? It's time to wake up, Raptors fans. Wake up. You thought you were going to have a sleepy holiday season? No. No. Masai works. Masai works when you're sleeping, when you're resting. Uh, initial thoughts. Love the trade. We've been, we've been oh. knocking at the door for months. Knock, knock. knock. Who's there? RJ Barrett. That's who. Emmanuel Quickly, right behind him. Possibly right in front of him. I love the trade. Uh, OG. Free agent after this year. He could walk. You couldn't have him go for nothing. And they got some nice pieces back. I love it. The biggest part that people aren't talking about is Emmanuel quickly. Like, I think he's a nasty player. He's a great asset. You want a starting point guard. Do you think he can fit that starting point guard role for the Raptors? Yes. I think him and Scotty are going to do dangerous things. Some pick and roll. Some, I don't know. He can, he can create his own shot. He can get guys open. I love it. I, I, have a comparison for quickly. These are the yeah. guys we've been talking about. A younger guy who has some upside. You've been talking about this. This could be a Tyrese Maxey type guy who takes the next step with a with a team that's ready to give him the next step. The Knicks weren't ready to give him give him the keys, but the Raptors are. I was looking at his line this year, 2023-24 season stats, 15 points a game, 2.4 rebounds, 2.5 assists. Like this guy is shooting forty five percent from the from the field goal from the field goal percentage. You're right. This is exactly what you were talking about in terms of getting a guy who's younger. He's twenty four years old. Um, he has a ton of room to grow with Scotty. I love this. What about the R J Barrett piece of this? What do you think of the trade? Um, what's the impact on both teams? He's got a fat contract that might hurt the Rabs a bit financially. Uh, some people seem to think he's kind of a bust i think he's still got room to grow he he's a year older than scotty and we still think scotty's gonna grow so why don't we think rj is gonna grow anymore you're talking he's about like grow physically right physically grow a few <laughs> inches <laughs> rj comes to toronto grows another three inches it's like what how did that happen uh that's no canadian that's it's that canadian bacon we're feeding them canadian bacon and that nice clean toronto water mm. Mm. so tasty so tasty. Way, but way tastier than a New York filth. Ugh. 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 <laughs> no, right. he's got room to grow, right? Yes, he does have room to grow. I think that him coming back into the Canadian landscape, into this sort of situation, I think it's going to give him a jolt of energy. I think he'll have a really good second half of the season right now just because he'll be back home. He's going to get the biggest cheer out of any new Raptor that's come in since... Well, I was going to say Kawhi Leonard, but there hasn't really been anyone before that. I think even bigger than Kawhi. Do you uh, think? No, not that big. 
No. I think it'll be big, Andy. No. I think it'll be just as big, if not bigger, than Kawhi coming to the Raptors, man. That's outrageous. You think it's going to be just as big? The cheer is going to be just as big? I think so, yes. He's a Canadian kid. It gives the Raptors new hope, you know? It does. Both. That's what it is. Even the second-round pick is nice. It's, like, it's the Pistons pick, right? It's going to yeah. be a really... It's essentially a late first-round pick. It's nice. Um, what are your thoughts about giving up Malachi Flynn and Precious Achua? Uh, two guys. We got we got IQ in the trade, and we gave away two non-IQs. Uh, they, they're not smart basketball guys. They have no basketball IQ. We got Isaiah Emmanuel quickly back. Yeah, we win the trade. I'm sorry. I'm so excited. I know how big of a fan you were of uh, Malachi Flynn. So you, this must I be killing you right now. I never liked any of them. I always thought they both those guys were. See, so yeah, I really liked uh, Precious Achua. I think he brought a lot of energy. The guy would slam on guys. He would, you know, he's very active in and around the rim. I think we will miss that. But at the end of the day, he's like 6'7", you know? He's like 6'7", playing big man minutes with centers. So it's like, I think he was pretty aggressively undersized. You know, but having said that, I still think it's absolutely worth giving them up for what we got back. Like I'm, I am jacked up over this trade. This is the first time this season I've been excited about the Raptors. They're gonna be fun to watch. We there's a new element, guys that can grow. It's not gonna be frustrating. The offense quickly is just immediate offense. I'm very excited to see that the Raptors need this. Their half court offense sucks. It's gonna get better. Let me ask you a question. Please. How much better or worse are the Knicks becoming after making this trade? Because listen, man, 15 points a game you're losing from Emmanuel quickly. RJ was a is averaging 18, 4, and 2. So like you're literally losing 33 points a game. You know, you're not getting that back from those three pieces from OG, um, Precious, and Malachi Flynn. You know, maybe OG goes a little bit higher, uh, closer to 20 points a game. Who, you know, maybe. What? I don't playing, think so. Playing behind Brunson. Julius Randall and Brunson, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think he does. I think so he gets the same amount of shots. If so not, that's what I mean. They didn't bring in any more offense. They just brought defense. So what do you think? Are they getting better, worse? What are your thoughts? A good litmus test of this is looking at Nick's Twitter today. Those fans are not happy. It is dreary times in Nick's land. Uh they picked up a guy who is not even guaranteed to re-sign with the Knicks. He could walk in the summer. He probably will re-sign. But even if he does re-sign, it's going to be for a fat contract. He doesn't really create his own shot. Uh, the Knicks need a superstar, and he's he's he doesn't put them over the top. I think they're still the same like first-round exit team that we think they are. So Knicks Twitter is is seeing this in a negative light. Yeah, yeah, they love quickly. They they think he's the future. Man, I love that we got Emmanuel quickly on this. Like, I literally, I can't believe that that's... When we were talking about it, we said that it was just going to be R.J. Bear for OG Ananobi, and we were all kind of okay with it, right? Kind of. Maybe like a draft pick in there or something, but yeah. Yeah, and then Masai comes out off the top rope, bang, gets Emmanuel quickly in the mix. This is absurd. I feel the like Raptors, the Raptors are going to have some bench scoring now too. You can, who knows? I don't know who they're going to start in the end, but you could have, you could have RJ off the bench. You could have 
Dennis Schroeder now off the bench. You could have Gary Trent Jr. off the bench. You have guys that can come in and score when they, you couldn't do that before. But he's probably going to start for us, correct? Who? Emmanuel Quickly. Well, they probably both are. Emmanuel Quickly will, for sure, yeah. So that's what I mean. So RJ is obviously taking OG's role. Emmanuel Quickly going into the starting lineup, getting rid of RJ, or um, putting Dennis Schroeder on the bench, where, as you've been saying, he belongs, right? That's a good backup point guard now. Now it's depth. It's you've been saying this. He's a great backup point guard. And then now, like, we have a cohesive team with a bit more scoring. Just to introduce Dan to everybody, diehard Raptors fan, extremely high knowledge when it comes to the NBA, Raptors basketball, all sports in general. He's kind of like the sports czar of our group. He knows what's going on in every sport. So I had to, we had to bring him on because he just knows what he's talking about. All right, Dan, what are your initial thoughts on this trade? I like it a lot, actually. I've always been a Barrett guy. Um, I probably think RJ is a bit better than he is, actually. Uh, I've always thought his, his ceiling was very high, and I always wanted the Raptors to make a play at him. Um, I think we're probably on the same page here, but for me, I'm just like, do something. Do something, man. Like, we can't just keep running it back over and over again. The same thing, uh, putting out a team that isn't even a 500 team right now. Um, so, you know, I'm progress. Progress for the sake of progress at this point feels like a win for me. Uh, I love the quickly addition as well. I think that's a position that we need some help at. Uh, we need like a scoring guard. And at this point, you know, we'll take that. I've always kind of thought OG was a little bit over. Um, you know, I know he's a great defender. Uh, we've always been waiting for him to turn into something that he quite frankly is not. He has not been in his career and he, I don't think he will be, you know, what are we in year seven now of OG? Um, you know, and he's never really turned into much of a player, in my opinion. Yeah. Um. So we were looking over the numbers, Dano, of what's happening with whatever. Emmanuel quickly is averaging 15 points a game, 2.6 rebounds, 2.5 assists. And then RJ is averaging 18, 4, and 2. So the Knicks are replacing about 33 points of scoring with OG, who's averaging about 14 points a game, and then Malachi and Precious Achua. So what do you think that, you know, are the Raptors who did we win this trade or did the Knicks win this trade? Um, I think both sides kind of win here. Uh, obviously, as I mentioned, I think the Raptors had to make a move. They had to do something, right? You can't just keep running the squad back. Guys like OG actually have value still. Although uh, if you go on Raptors Twitter, you probably think OJ was, you know, prime quiet Leonard the way that uh, we think we, we value him. Um, but I like the trade. I think what we, I don't think we won the trade necessarily in a vacuum, but I think long term it makes sense for us. Um, and you got to get something for OG. You know, I think we learned that last year. The Raptors held on to players that we lost for nothing, and now the fan base is kind of turned against the, our management team. So you know, in a vacuum, I'd say it's, it's a, both sides win. And actually, KOC, I just saw on Twitter, he thinks both sides won the trade. It makes sense for both sides. Um, Bill Simmons, same thing. So, you know, the aggregators, the sports aggregators out there that that watch a lot of ball seem to think that this is kind of a win-win for both sides. Um, New York Knicks Twitter is melting down, though. I will say that. Oh, I don't yeah. know if you've seen that. I've seen they're not loving the trade, um, which makes me feel better about it. I don't know if they're better. I'm still like, there's a lot of points there. I don't know where they're getting their points from. I think they need another move. They're Yeah. Agreed, Andy. I think they've got to make another move. They've got to go out and get some more scoring now because they're getting up. They're giving up that scoring guard and quickly. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and OG's like he's a he's a spot up shooter. He doesn't do he's always they try to make him into a player who can back guys down and do this and that off the dribble. He's not. He can't dribble the ball. He dribbles it off his feet. Um, he's a pretty good spot up shooter. That's about all he does. Uh, so you're going to have to add some offense there, but he's instantly their best defender now, right? You have a guy who can guard any of the best, you know, power forwards, small forwards, even shooting guards in the league. I got a question for you guys. Could the Raptors, so the Raptors, the rest of the season, could this trade be similar to the Rudy Gay trade where you kind of trade away the best player, but it makes your team better as a whole and the Raptors actually start pulling off some wins? I like that thinking. Uh, when we made the Rudy Gay trade, it felt like we were giving up on the season, and they instantly got better. Um, I think that has some potential here for that. Absolutely, uh, I wouldn't guarantee that, but we'll see. It all depends how the pieces fit, right? I just I'm really excited to see RJ come out there and play in a Raptors uniform. Um, so Dan, I was going to see this. Dan, I was going to say I think that RJ is going to get the biggest pop of any Raptor that's joined the organization over the last, I would say, what, 10 years, I would think over Kawhi Leonard. I think he's going to get a bigger pop because he's a Canadian kid. He's coming home. We needed this trade. He brings everyone hope. This is huge for the Raptors. I think he's going to get an absolute hop when he comes in. Standing O. The entire, everyone's going to be standing. That you're crazy. Yeah, I think he'll get a big pop. I don't know about bigger than Kawhi. I think everybody, you know, there's enough smart basketball fans in Toronto to understand what the Kawhi trade meant. Uh, and that sort of turned us into a like overnight contender. So I don't know about that big, but it'll be up there. And especially because you consider we Canadians love Canadians. That's right. I bet I bet Marcus all got a bigger pop than RJ's gonna get. Can you stop? Why are you that, such that a trade hater? put the Raptors over the top? It was in season. There was so much momentum for the oh, Raptors. Oh, so now it's that trade that put us over the top, not the Kawhi trade. Underrated it's the, pop, to be fair. Underrated yeah. pop call. It's not going to be anywhere close to the pop that RJ is going to get. And I maybe you guys are right. Obviously, it doesn't mean the same thing that that you know Kawhi meant to the Raptors because we literally won a championship with them. But I think it'll be that case because he's Canadian. That's the that's I think the only reason. Plus. It's just a new, it's a new thing, you know. We needed something, like Dan said. We couldn't have been sitting around doing nothing for the rest of the season, you know. Those new young tings, shiny new, shiny new toys, and I think a lot of like you know a lot of people that go to the games regularly, like you guys and myself, you know, will understand that. Hey, this is like something. This is progress, man. We we will. I think it'll get a big pop. I don't know about uh, Kawhi Leonard pop, but you know. Uh, I'm trying to think of a comparison. I like the Mark. I like the Marcus Saul comparison there. You know, that's like a big. That was a big pop. Don't no. sleep on Gasol, Alex. Come Nobody. I'm not sleeping pop. on Gasol. I'm just telling you guys, it's a different story. This guy's Canadian. He's coming home. We're needing something new. The yeah, the team is for sure. So the He's Raptors gonna... right now. Oh my God, this is so crazy. So I'm looking up all their stats. And just typing in RJ Barrett, it's already updated on, on every website that he's a Toronto Raptor. That's like crazy. ESPN.com, RJ Barrett, Toronto Raptor. <laughs> That's actually wild. But um, I'm looking over the schedule here, and I'm just trying to compare like what our team was to what it's going to be, right? So I'm thinking, like, like Andy, kind of what, what you said. Do you think that we have a chance to make the playoffs at this point or are we kind of still scratching that um play in tournament mark because the raptors right now what's the record are they 13 and 19 i think no 12 and 19 they're like one or two back of the plan right you they can get in for sure you get in the plan make some noise things can happen 
I don't think that's crazy. Dan, what do you possible. think? I, I would I would say I don't know. I think this trade kind of signifies I'm going the other way, if I'm being honest. Um you're trading OG, I think Siakam might be next. Uh, I'm not saying they can't make the play in, especially when it's, you know, you just gotta get to tenth place, man. But I would actually think this probably takes us the other direction. Um, and we're trying to build towards next year and the year and in years beyond that. Um I'm curious how you guys think RJ and Scotty are going to kind of, you know, mesh. Theoretically, they have a lot of similarities in their game. I'm nervous. Maybe maybe yeah. put RJ on the bench. Maybe let him roll with different dudes. I don't I know. Mean, I mean, that's... He's... What were you saying, hmm? Dan? I was saying Scotty's got that left – or uh, RJ's got that left hand. He's got the left-handed version. I mean, they could run some sick pick-and-roll action and stuff like that. It would be fun. Problem that I see with them a little bit is, you know, like I say, very similar players. Scotty has added a little bit more shooting in his game this year, but RJ struggles in that in that uh, department as well, right? So floor spacing might be a bit of an issue with those two guys playing together. 100% agreed. So when we were, and I said this before, we talked about this, but when we were at the last Knicks game, we noticed that Tim Thibodeau wasn't playing RJ at all in the fourth. Like he played like two or three minutes in the fourth. It was crazy. That's what this whole thing started for us, I think. But what happened was like, it seemed like when he was in the game, he had some really strong drives to the rim, but his shooting was off no matter when he took a shot. So it's like, you're right. Both of their games kind of overlap with each other, but it depends on how they're going to use him. I think Darko is like in a weird situation where he has all these pieces being thrown at him this year. And like, nobody knows who's being traded, who's staying. You're right. Pascal's next. So it's like, how are they going to integrate him into the lineup? And is this a piece that they could potentially try? I hate to say this, but if if what you're saying is correct, Dan, is RJ a piece that is going to be traded later on for something in a package or or something like that? Do you know what I mean? That's interesting. If it goes with what you're saying in terms of us tanking or something. I, I don't think they'll flip him. Uh, they've got, uh, I think, yeah, I saw he's under control for three more years. Um, not that he doesn't have value, but like, isn't that a piece we're trying to try to bring in and build around him and Scotty? Uh, I do think Siakam is somebody you'll see go. And if they don't, like if, if those three guys are playing together, then you've got your three guys on the floor that are creating buckets for you, but none of them can shoot. Um, Siakam's been the worst. I, th- I saw yesterday he's been the worst wide open three-point shooter in the league. This in year, the league, yeah. Period. Yeah. Number like, last, dead last. Whatever that number is, he's the last person. So um, he makes RJ look like a knockdown shooter right now. No, he uh, makes Andy so- Redding look like a knockdown shooter. That's because I am a knockdown shooter. Game winning, game winning shot last time we played. You did, like, you did hit that. Friends. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. You did. He and he banged a game winner. I do have to give a shout out to my guy Dro though, calling this trade literally weeks before it Amazing. happened. Yeah. Well, again, that literally happened because we were sitting at the game and he wasn't playing. And we were thinking because Andy brought it up first. I gotta say, I gotta say, Andy brought up the fact that he wasn't playing at all. He's like, why hasn't RJ been like on the floor for the last like five minutes of the fourth quarter to start. And I was like, I don't know. And then that's what kind of got in, got it into my brain. And then I was thinking like, that's probably exactly what the Knicks want right now in terms of defense. And then like, that's a gritty team, man. I think a great team, fan, gritty team. Yeah. A I think the team. Knicks, I think the Knicks fan base should be really excited about this because it just brings a guy who can lock down most wings in the league and then you have a bunch of guys down there who are all gritty and play defense and get down and dirty. So I think this will really help them out to actually get wins, which is what which is what they want. Unlike us, where we still kind of don't know what we're doing. Do you know what I mean? Tibbs is going to love OG too. That is a Tibbs player right there. Just he doesn't need yeah. offense. 
Just plays 40 minutes a game. You can. What are they? Right? Are they a contender now? Oh, that's a good question. They've been playing pretty well. Contender? Probably not. Are they better than Denver? Are they better than no. OKC? OKC's like, man. Like I've been be saying. Fourth best team in the East at best. Yeah, maybe. But I don't know. To be fair, they didn't trade any significant picks away. So they have some, they might have a couple bullets left in the chamber to go make another move um, if they want to go get something big. I don't know what that is. Uh, if it's that's a Donovan Mitchell or somewhere somebody who can score 20, 25 a game, that's kind of what I think they're missing right now. But that team is starting to look real good. They kind of remind me of the Raptors pre and post Kawhi and that they, they feel like one of those teams that it's like a half a step below contending level, really good. They, you know, going to go win 48, 50 games, whatever it is. Um, I don't think anyone's taking them seriously to come out of the East, let alone, you know, challenge Denver or whoever comes out of the West. Absolutely. They need, a, they need a dude. They need a guy that can make a shot in the last minute. They don't Jalen Brunson is nice, but he's not the dude. He's not. Yeah. You're not going to win a championship. with Jalen Brunson is your best player. No, Brunson is better than I have ever given him credit for, but uh, he's not a, a top 10, top 15 guy in the league. But Dan, that's no. a good comparable. Cause if you look at our team or, you know, the Raptors 2019 versus this team prior to Kawhi, you look at Jalen Brunson, Fred Van Vliet, you look at Julius Randle, Pascal Siakam, um, a couple of their bigs that, you know, interchangeable. And you're right. If they get one more guy, uh, I think that'll be, I think Donovan Mitchell really wants to go there. I think when he's, whatever happens yeah. with his contract, like that's a good, I don't know who would they would trade though. Cause now we have Emmanuel quickly, baby, lock him up, lock, lock him, him up. up. Yeah. It'd be <laughs> interesting to see. You'd have to go through the, the trade machine to see what, what would make that make sense. Uh, and you're right. I think that would, that's a deal I might do if I'm the next, if I could figure it out because he might sign there. Um, if I'm any, like, you know, there's basically, I think 22, 25 teams in the league right now that I wouldn't bother with Donovan Mitchell, uh, just because of how he's kind of behaved in Cleveland. But, uh, I, if I'm the Knicks, I'd do that. You know, you know what else? They're one Kevin Durant away from being an absolute contender. Well, every team. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess so. But I mean, I don't know. Are the Suns right now? I don't know. No, not at all. Even with Bradley Beal back. Um, yeah. That's I mean, that's an interesting conversation and, and it, it kind of gets us down a different path, but you know, that's the kind of player I'm thinking like, and I know that doesn't make any sense really. He's, he's got to make it work with Phoenix, but you know, that's a guy. If you put that on that team there and now you've got, now you have a contender. Now you have a team that can go up against Philly and Boston in the East. Here's, here's one thing, one potential issue that I see with Emmanuel quickly. I think his trajectory, like if he keeps this up, I think his direct comp is Tyrese Maxey. The problem is I think there are too many players on the Raptors who are in his same, you know, same position, right? Like Tyrese, Maxi. I love Tyrese. No, I'm saying like he's on, I think Emmanuel quickly has a very similar game to Tyrese Maxi, and he's on a very similar trajectory. It's just, he's never gotten the right amount of burn to be able to put up the type of shots that he needs to put up to get there, which is exactly what Tyrese Maxi, you know, the situation that he was in before that. So, I think it'll be tough to get the most out of him, you know, to squeeze everything out of him if, you know, he doesn't get that much burn. But if he's the starting point guard, maybe with Scotty, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know how's that, how that's going to work. What do you guys think of that? He's that got could be like, poor man's Tyrese. You know, like a poor, if you get poor man's Tyrese Maxi out of him, then I think the Raptors are looking at winning that trade, especially considering that we're probably going to lose OG anyways. Um, 
I don't know. I've got to watch a little bit more Emmanuel quickly. I've had him on a couple of fancy teams. I've watched him <laughs> a little bit here and there. Never a guy that I've like been like, oh man, that guy. Like whereas Maxi right now is, you know, exploding in the all-star level. Um what so right, think, Andy? So right Nick's now fan, Nick's Sorry, fans Andy. on Twitter talk about quickly like Sixers fans talked about Maxi last year. It's the same, it's I think it's the same conversation. He's just like one step away from being a dude. Yeah, plus, like, again, when you look at that situation, Tyrese Maxey could never become anything because Harden was in front of him. Before that, it was someone else who was in front of him, Ben Simmons. So it's like Ben Simmons was there, then Harden came in as the point guard, and then he was always taking a back seat. So right now, if they're both, you know, they're both gone, and he's absolutely cooking with Joel Embiid in the front court. And if you look at uh, Emmanuel quickly stats right now, so like I said, so uh, regular season, so 15 points a game, 2.5 assists a game, which is a bit concerning. If you're a point guard, like you shouldn't be, should be getting more than two per- point guard. Yeah, yeah, and then the, his three point percentage is below 40, so 39.5. That's uh, pretty good point percentage. Yeah, which is pretty good as well. Like it's not, it, you know, it's not. He doesn't have the best percentages across the board, but they're not bad at all. He's gonna and, be like, he could be the Raptors' best shooter. I mean, I think say, yeah. he does add some shooting to the team. Absolutely, and then okay. Dan, what is what do you think of the loss of uh, Malachi Flynn and Precious Chua? What do you think of those two boys? Uh, I might be Malachi Flynn's biggest Raptor fan, and I don't miss him much. I mean, <laughs> I always tried to, uh, you know, sometimes I find um, a love for the guys on the end of the bench. And uh, Malachi was one of those guys I've joked about with you guys and some of our other Raptors fans. Like, I always thought he had a little bit more in there, but you know, we were at that Utah game a few weeks ago. And, you know, it's like, what does he do? He's really small. He doesn't seem to make his open shots. Um, he can dribble. He can pass a little bit. But I don't miss – I'm not going to miss Malachi. Precious, I don't know. It's an interesting one because I've kind of given up on him as well this year. Uh, in years past, I thought Precious was a, a nice little addition, especially considering we got him for free, right? Um, from the sign-in trade for Kyle Lowry. Uh, it felt like, hey, whatever we can get out of this, it's great. And he, you know, had a little run there. He made some threes from the corner. He could dunk on people. He played a little D here and there, but he hasn't done anything this year. And, you know, he kind of looks lost. And I don't look as you're not losing a lot there. Um, Dan, I have a little story for you. So when we were at that Utah game, so we had, we had those nice seats in the front there. And yeah. the bathroom is through the tunnel. So I right. think you saw me post right. about that. So there's about yeah. – Four or five times that we saw Bobby Webster in the tunnel. He's literally in the tunnel, just hanging out. We were saying hi to Bobby. And there was three or four times where we said hi to Masai G because Masai was standing in the tunnel as well. Just standing there on his phone. By the way, he's like 6'5", 6'6", maybe. Masai's massive, yeah. And then on the last time that I was coming by, I said something about OG. I was like, "You, you got this OG thing. Or something like that. And then he just looked at me. He went like this. But I dapped him up going in and out one time because... I, I didn't think I was going to see him again, but I've dapped him up twice. And then when I said that to him, it was like, he kind of looked at me like, oh, who the hell, you know, just another, just a fan, just being, being stupid. But it was funny because this is literally what he was probably cooking up on that phone right there. That was the day where he's like, you know what? I got to make this trade. Because he's like, that guy right there, he dabbed me up. He said, you got this OG thing. <laughs> Let the record show. Let the record show. Alex called the trade a month ago and then he dapped up Masai a week ago, and now the trade has happened. Alex hey, did some things. That's what the record will show. Boys, one thing I'll say 
is that I am sad about this. We did grow up with OG. OG grew up in Toronto. Uh, we've known him since he was a child in the league. We've seen him play incredible defense for how long? Seven years now. Toe-to-toe -to -toe with LeBron James on a lot of possessions. He's had a lot of shots hit on him by LeBron James on a lot of possessions. <laughs> but he's played tons of great defense. He's been a great Torontonian. And we're absolutely going to miss him. This this makes me sad. You know, from a human perspective, how do you guys feel about this? I feel sad. I feel sad. He was on he was on the bench on that 2019 championship team. He was he he was a part of it, even though he didn't really play. He was a part of it. Brought great memories to the team. Dan? Yeah, he got minutes there. He was part of that team. He he was uh, like you say, anytime you've had one of your guys that uh, you've been in the trenches with for you know almost a decade, it feels like whatever it is, six, seven years, you're going to miss him. So uh, thank you, OG, for everything that you did for us as a Raptor. Always a stand-up guy, too. No, absolutely. Uh, OG, we just want to thank you. Not sure if you'll ever see this, but we do want to thank you. Thank you so much for uh, sticking around with the Raptors and just uh, being, a, being a good Torontonian as well. Andy, thank you. You bought, his, thank, thank you you bought his jersey in his rookie season. I bought his jersey in his rookie season over Pascal's and over Fred's, I think. Yeah. I ended up and getting Pascal's and Fred's as well, but OG's was first because that's how much I believed in OG. So thank you so much, OG. Thank you. <laughs> One last thing. There's a game. We're taping this an hour before tip-off. Uh, Raptors, Pistons. Raptors aren't going to have their dudes there. OG's gone. The new dudes aren't in town. No quickly. No Barrett. Depleted roster. Does the Pistons losing streak snap tonight, Dan? Tell me. Oh, I want to <laughs> say no. Uh, I want to say no. But I felt like it was going to be – I've been looking at this game on the schedule for like a couple weeks now, and I've been hoping that they were going to snap this streak before this because I'm worried. I think we're going to be the team. And uh, oh. now we got nobody to – Oh my God! Are you guys really? You guys are really saying we're going to guard Kate? Oh my God! The <laughs> Detroit Pistons, two and no, twenty-nine. Raptors, Raptors win by fifteen tonight. The Raptors have an excuse though. That's good. Oh my no, God! You no don't want to be that team. What is it? Twenty-eight straight. Yeah, twenty-eight straight. They're two and twenty-nine. They got to win eventually, but not tonight. They should have made this trade tomorrow or two days ago. This is the worst day possible to make this trade. Oh, my God. We, we cannot lose to the Pistons. Imagine if the Raptors Scotty. lose to the Pistons tonight. Scotty won't let it happen. No, no Stupid chance Scotty's letting it happen. Okay. All right. Did we cover everything? Everything. All right, boys. Thank you so much for coming on. To anybody who's watching this, listening to this, thank you so much, Raptors NBA Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube, Raptors NBA Podcast. And Andy? Unsubscribe on every other platform to any other podcasts. Never listen to them again. And have yourself a happy new year. Dan? Nothing to add, boys. Thanks for having me on. Say happy new year to the people. Oh, yeah. Happy new year, people. Happy new year, everybody.